This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. I was living for a dream. Loving for a moment. Taking on the world. That was just my style. Now I look into your eyes. I can see forever. The search is over. You were with me all the while. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And uh, the show is about a bunch of different stuff, including a you know subtitle uh, of the podcast is uh, uh, Astrology and Channeling. Um, I mix everything up together that I do in order to give you insights into what's actually happening here, who you are as a being, what it means to be human, plus a bunch of evolutionary astrology stuff, and uh, stuff about soul, stuff about soul and what's actually happening here. And tonight's uh, show is called Karma Mates, and this is uh, to update the phrase soul mates, and I'm going to explain about that during the show and tie in some uh, astrological uh, insights about that and what to look for regarding karmic contacts uh, when you see two charts together, you use synastry, chart overlay, uh, and also uh, composite composite work. But I'm going to explain about how all that works. This thing you just heard at the beginning is a little game that I, that I played. Uh, that's me whistling. I can whistle like, uh, as, like a theremin. If you're not familiar with this electronic instrument, it's pretty cool. And I can whistle like that, and uh, I have a good time doing that. And the, the thing about the show and that song, that's by uh, the uh, 70s, 80s rock super group, whatever, Survivor. When I decided months ago, I mean, right now it seems like it was probably, I don't know, at least 65 years ago. Um, that I decided to do this particular show called Karma Mates. Uh, immediately, that song started playing in my head, and I thought, "Oh yeah, right." You know, so I looked up the lyrics, and I, yeah, I got a couple cues from the lyrics, and you know, kind of uh, the uh, the aesthetic of it. You know, kind of where it's coming from and how it fits into our cultural uh, experience or expectations about love and relationships and stuff. And um, then I couldn't get rid of it, and then it wouldn't go away, and then it was days later and weeks later, and it was, it's been the most persistent song stuck in my head my entire life. <laughs> so um, as I kept playing with the schedule the last few weeks of the show, I kept pushing back the Karma Mates show, just kind of laughing, like, ah, ha, ha, this, um, this song won't leave, and it won't leave until I do the show, but the logistics of when I want to do the show are changing. And then it turns out that um, Metatron, Archangel Metatron, one of my guides, is uh, has been DJing this song in my head, which he does when he wants to send a message, when he wants me to understand something. He doesn't ever talk 
to me directly. He will show me images. He will explain things in a visual way. Um, or he will stare at me until I figure out what he's thinking. <laughs> but he doesn't ever talk to me. I think he talks to other people. But for me, it's a little different. I think to snap me out of words, to get me into uh, consciousness and awareness. So anyway, he's been DJing this, and at different parts of the song have been in my awareness at different moments. So during the day, I've been listening, you know, to podcasts. I've been listening to, uh, you know, different things. I've been listening to some music, watching some Netflix, like, you know, kind of my, my normal thing, because if I don't do all that, channel stuff may come through. I'll be aware of certain things, and sometimes I just need to have a break. So with this song being DJed all the time, I've been listening to other things a lot more just to, you know, just to be distracted by it. And actually going to the sauna at the gym, it was never there. That was the only place basically at the gym, especially in the sauna. Uh, it never happened in the sauna. So it was like this respite, you know, and I've been doing that um, almost every day. Well, then the other day, it actually happened in the sauna. So I thought, okay, well, okay, that's done. My respite is over. So I knew that I was going to to do this, uh, you know, do this show soon. So, uh, yeah, so I was living for a dream. You know, this this, this lyric about love um, and and uh, what love means and chasing a dream and all this stuff. Um, people ask me questions about their charts. They want to know if a person they've just met is, you know, a soulmate is the word, the phrase that most people use. And uh, they want to know if the relationship is worth investing in. And they want to get some confirmation about some feelings and suspicions they have about what's going on with the relationship and what purpose it might serve. And for me, there's a fundamental conception or fundamental framework that when you get it, which is what I'm going to explain today, it answers, you're able to answer all those questions yourself. You don't think you have to rely on the astrologer and what is in the chart. So anyway, I'm going to get into that. Um, doing some announcements. Uh, as I mentioned uh, last week, the uh, archive of the show is uh, now available through my site on a subscription basis. And, and uh, those who subscribe to my monthly service have that included as a new perk. Otherwise, it's 70 a year. And uh, there are 110 episodes, I think, as of this one. And uh, so I'm very excited about that to to, uh, to unleash that. And also the subscriber perks for monthly subscription have been uh, increasing in number and also in uh, in depth. So you can check that out through my site, tdjacobs.com, and, uh, and check that out. It's a user's manual every month that I give to uh, subscribers to the service. Ingresses, retrogrades, aspect patterns, the sun's trek through a sign, the new moon and full moon in detail, and uh, a channel meditation, a monthly call to pick my brain, and a bunch of perks. So there's a really great stuff in there. I encourage you to check that out. That's announcement number one, and one, 1A and 1B, the archive and then also subscription service. And um, the second announcement is Intuitive Skills 1 development course. Intuitive Skills Development 1 course, uh, will start uh, in February, Saturday, February 21st. So you can check that that info out uh, through my site under Courses. And uh, this is for a small group to get a tour of their own chakras while they learn 
how to resolve things and understand the purpose of uh, different choices and relationships, learn different meditation techniques, receive energy work every week, and also uh, I have everyone's guides on the horn during every class. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I've done that several times now, and people have some profound uh, results getting in touch with their intuition and learning how to make peace uh, with the choices that they've made and with their histories and their families they were born to and their lives, you know, how their lives are set up in general. So again, that's for a small group beginning February uh, 21st. I've, I've, almost, I've barely announced it and I already have two signed up. So if you're interested in that, you want to, uh, you want to go check that out. So into this, uh, now into this business of um, this business of soul and soulmates and karma mates. I've always been weirdly averse to the phrase soulmates, but I th and, I, and, I, and and long before I got into channeling all this stuff and studying evolutionary or karmic astrology, something about that just seemed um, as though we want to make any relationship we're in that we happen to enjoy. Uh, of supreme importance, right? We we have this cultural ideal that instructs us to pair off. This is not biological. Right? This is not uh, you know a physiological need that we have. We we need to have deep bonding. We need to trust. We need to develop relationships over time. But we don't necessarily need to partner off. And. Uh, this is kind of getting into Piscean versus, you know, Piscean age conditioning, which we're which we're done with, into Aquarian age sensibilities, where different relationship models may work, but that can challenge, you know, several thousand years of our conditioning. Actually, about six thousand years of patriarchal religious conditioning about that. So, what we think soul is, you know, the soul needs to be defined if you're going to use the words the phrase soulmate. But I do think it's problematic in general. I don't. I, okay. So, so anyway, so I've always had. I've always been a little averse to that to that phrase. Then um, when I was working with uh, Judy, bringing through the first channeled book that I did called Approaching Love, he talked about karma mates, and he asks us in that text to uh, to update our conception of soulmate and kind of stop using that to really start using karma mates. And and it's been maybe uh, you know maybe four or five years since I since I channeled that, and I've uh, really played with it quite a lot, and it makes perfect sense to me. Uh, given the explanation, that, and that book goes into that uh, quite, quite, uh, quite a wonderful detail. The basic idea is that you know what soul is, defining soul, is a portion of divine consciousness that splits off from the great big blob of loving lovingness that is all that is, or, or, or divine consciousness, and it portions itself off to go be a human or be an animal or something and experience what that's like to do that. Now, when we're humans, all the layers of complexity that we possess are actually uh, potential tools for working through karmic issues, for understanding, like learning how to make choices, how to, ex how to uh, assert free will and deal with the consequences, how to go from making choices based in fear or apathy into uh, or helplessness or cluelessness, or despair, or anger, how to make go from those kinds of choices into love-based choices. You know, reorienting ourselves from fear-based or anger-based motivations to love-based motivations. And also bringing through 
a divine a sense of divine love which we are we are we can generate that but we can also tap into this universal force and bring this through and then generate it too so we are here to learn certain ways of being and we can't do it by ourselves so our souls contract with other souls to have these different kinds of relationships and everything that happens to a person that's major and has an has a deep impact is the result of a contract between this person's soul and another soul so everything that has seriously hurt you something you can never forget there's a soul contract in there everything that's supremely wonderful there's a soul contract behind that and we need each other we cannot we literally cannot learn what we come here to learn without bouncing into and off of each other so the focus when it comes to relationship is on you if you're you and it's on the other person if <laughs> you're the other person I couldn't resist the focus is on you and your experience now the relationship is of course you know relating between two people there's relating going on between two people so it's about both of you but the primary focus is about you your experience from your soul's point of view everything that happens in your relationship is about you how it affects you how you co-create scenarios how the other person uh, you know gives you a reflection and then your relationship with that re reflection of you like feedback or mirror and how you accept that or reject it it's all about you and in very very important ways every single person you've ever had an important relationship with is imaginary when I first started bringing that through and saying that I was confounding some clients because they'd never heard that before so then they got the explanation which is what I've been talking about your soul is here to learn certain things how to make choices how to go from fear-based motivations into love-based motivations everybody else is too we can't do it without each other so everybody's soul is learning through how these dynamics unfold everybody's soul is learning through that including yours so what you're trying to get from others you're going to draw people who either can or can't give it to you if they can give it to you you're probably supposed to give it to yourself and ultimately it will be unsatisfying if they give it to you if they won't give it to you you're supposed to give it to yourself <laughs> see how this works it's about you it's all about you when somebody treats you a certain way it's about you now if somebody's harming you doesn't mean you deserve to be harmed or you should be punished what it means is that you are vibrating I need someone to treat me this way I need someone I need this energy to come up in my life so that I can learn how to resolve it so people who have been abused in different ways it's not that they're asking for it but the souls are saying you know what you know different things one could be I I don't know how to say no to people or um, I don't know how to put myself first and love myself first and foremost so other people other souls will be a uh, drawn to the person in order that this person can learn that through needing to say no through perhaps being abused or something like this so I'm gonna um, uh, 
dot 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 that and uh, come back after the first break. This is Tom Jacobs on the Soul's Journey. Stick with me. I'll be right back. getting grounded what about cleaning up and improving your relationships with your body money and others energy worker and channel tom jacobs infuses crystals with the supportive clarifying and empowering energies of archangel metatron and ascended master jehudi aka thoth saint germain and merlin Charged Tiger Iron powerfully engages your first, second, and third chakras, while Charged Red Jasper activates Chakra 2. Users report improved sleep, deepened meditation, increased trust of their bodies, intuition, and spirit guides, better boundaries, and heightened confidence to follow their passions. Included with each charged piece are channeled resources and ongoing support from Tom Jacobs. Get your charged crystal at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs. I'm an evolutionary astrologer and energy worker and a channel on the web at tdjacobs.com and in person in uh, Tucson, Arizona. Talking about karma mates tonight, talking about soul, talking about relationship, the reason that um, soulmates, I think, should not be used is because it implies, as I said, well, I'm rephrasing what I said earlier, but um, uh, the aggrandizement of certain relationships. Well, the fact is that every person needs a variety of a variety of kinds of relationship in order to learn what he or she is here to learn. So every soul needs a variety of kinds of relationships and categories. So regarding friendships, a wide variety. Again, you know, regarding family and people who feel like family, a variety. Regarding romantic sexual relationships, a variety. Regarding business, professional, collegial relationships, again, a variety. The name of the game is a bunch of different ways of getting your energy field, your consciousness, your beliefs, your, you know, what you need or want or are trying to give others. Reflection and mirroring to you. This is what your soul is doing through all these contracts. So to think about a soulmate, it is this idea that there's somebody out there for you. You know what? There are hundreds and thousands of people out there for you. <laughs> because all kinds of different people can teach you what you need to learn about yourself through reflection. You know, billions of people. And you're going to meet a lot of them. Not all of them. You're going to meet quite a variety of people over the course of your life. And all of them potentially have something to reflect to you. Now, uh, everything that happens, I'm going to return to this idea, everything that happens in your relationship is about you. Even if it looks like it's about the other person. So let's say that some, you know, person A is uh, frustrated in a relationship because person B is very demanding. This could be a friendship, again, a partnership, business, romance, sexual, whatever, family, whatever. Person A may have the criticism of person B, whether it's overtly stated or secret or saved for friends over coffee, <laughs> you know, saved for a gripe session sometime. 
uh, this criticism could be, oh, you're always asking for, for something. You always need something. Oh, you're demanding. You just want it your way. Ah, you know, this criticism. Person A needs to understand that person B and his or her demanding is imaginary. It's reflecting something in person A's energy field. If it did not, person B would never have met or become involved with person A. The very existence or presence, the very existence in person A's life of person B, means that person A needs to see something about being demanding about him or herself. So maybe person A never asks for anything. To some people, that's noble. You know, self-sacrifice, martyr. Oh, no, no, I don't need anything. Oh, no, it's okay. You know, but uh, then you, you know, the person A would draw somebody who's demanding. So you have to read between the lines to see how the other person's influence or, you know, is, is reflective of you. If you look at your relationships and think about what you would criticize or, or describe that person, what stresses you out about that person, what do you love about that person, both of those things are in some way true about you. Or the opposite is true. So, like, why, you know, why does being around Bill stress you out, Jim? And Jim says, man, Bill is so demanding all the time. Well, you know, <laughs> then uh, he needs to understand that the only reason this guy would be around is because he needs to see something about that issue. And it could be the inverse or the opposite, right? That's possible, too. So um, I have a loud Mars signature, for example, and it's common for me to draw people to me who don't, who have a quiet Mars. Often Mars on the Descendant, or Mars in the Seventh, Descendant beginning of the Seventh House, uh, sometimes Mars conjunct the North Node, meaning they're trying to figure out how to own Mars, you know, with the North Node idea. And with uh, the Seventh House, they find Mars in other people because they maybe aren't sure how to own it in themselves because it's in the Seventh House, the house of the other. It can seem like other people carry this energy, not sure how to own it. I draw those people a ton, a ton. And some of them get stressed out because if I'm stressed out, or if I have something Marsy going on, if I'm having anger or frustration about something, they will get stressed out. Well, if they, you know, they need Mars, so they've drawn me to them. It's that simple. So their experience, for example, of my frustration or my anger has nothing to do with me. They might blame me for it or try to make me wrong for being angry, but the fact is they have drawn me to them. I'm not throwing anger at them. I'm just being, just feeling something. So, and with Mars, the same thing as assertiveness and desire, being clear about what one wants. Same exact thing. I sometimes feel surrounded by people who don't know that. But, you know, and I'm supposed to get the reflection that, I mean, I'm drawing these people so that I understand that, you know, not everybody knows what they want, and I actually do. So, so anyway, there's this reflection idea that's happening constantly. So this notion of karma mates as opposed to soulmates, now that I've given you this intro material, this uh, the basic framework, that other people are imaginary, it's all about you, <laughs> doesn't mean you have license to, to be a, a jerk and say whatever, but just the idea that everything that happens is not somebody doing something to you, whether it's good or bad, right? It's all reflecting what you need to experience. So now that that's out of the way, I'm sure I'll jump around and come back to it, but um, I define karma 
This is a basic fundamental thing about my work, so I'm glad it's coming up you know, in, in this show. I define karma as beliefs that are deeply entrenched and attached to difficult or wonderful emotions. Now, because they are beliefs, because a karma is a belief, a karma can be changed. But the emotion that it's attached to must be re-experienced, and then the person must, in a in this wonderful Plutonian way, transform through re-experiencing it. And that's why I do the readings and consultations and energy work that I do. Because you can't really move through something unless you're willing to re-experience the old thing that hurt, the thing that hurt, you know, in the past. So karma can be changed, and if you change beliefs and are willing to deal with the underlying emotions. That's, that's the idea. So karma mates, you know, not just talking about the level of individual others who are in your life, but, but people who have a real impact, very significant dynamics, karma mates as opposed to, you know, cross soulmates out of your lexicon. And, and actually right now that's the last time I'm ever going to use that phrase. Well, that might not be true. Anyway, uh, I'm going to try not to keep saying it on the show though. <laughs> um, these are people, your karma mates, and there are a variety of them. There are many of them. They are reflecting to you your karma. They are showing you in some way, each person showing you something different, about what you believe and the difficult or wonderful emotion underlying that belief. Just think about that for a second. Yeah, see, that's me giving you time to think about it. Okay, so so a person who has a real impact on you, a karma mate, somebody significant, you might at different times call a soulmate. Oh no, I said it again. Uh, that you know those <laughs> those people uh, show you what's unresolved. Meaning, if you have a belief about something that's attached to a deep emotion, it will be trying to get itself resolved in your world. This person shows up who magically brings it out. So a karma mate, and you have many of them, each of us has many of them, is somebody who is unconsciously or consciously showing you who you are, how you are vibrating, what you store that works and doesn't work. Somebody who can help you with your strengths, help you acknowledge what's wonderful about you, right? Through loving you, help you love yourself, show you how to do it. Because somebody else's love will never really work to make you feel loved. You have to do it yourself. We all have to. Uh, or they will show you what's wrong, what's out of balance, what doesn't work. This is the idea. This is the idea of karma mates. They have a real impact. They have a deep impact. And, and, and many of them you know in many lives. This is where this idea of you know, I also ask you to cross off your, you know, cross out of your mind the idea of past lives. Because it's all happening simultaneously from the from the soul's perspective. Your soul is outside time watching all of your lives simultaneously. This is also fundamental to how I do evolutionary astrology. I don't talk about past lives. I don't talk about how you're smarter now than you were in a past life. That's essentially a Buddhist conception. That, that... Your soul is tied to time. 
well, time is just a construct within this dimension. It's part and parcel of this dimension, the Earth time-space dimension. It's even in the name. <laughs> but linear time is not something the soul traffics in, except for its eruptions into space-time, which are your human lives. This life you're living now is an eruption of divine consciousness anchored to a human body for a duration, you know, in this space-time dimension. So when you meet somebody, you feel you have a, quote, past life, unquote, connection with, right? It's an other life connection. It is happening right now. You know this person or you love this person right away. You feel at home. You feel comfortable. This person is family. In the circles I move in, everybody I know has experienced this. Not everybody on the planet, I'm sure, has this vocab or this conception, but in the circles I move in now, doing this work, doing this show, you know, astrology, mediumship, channeling, blah, 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 uh, everybody I know has had this experience, and I've had it with a ton of people, as, you know, probably you have too. You meet someone, and it feels significant, and you don't know what it is. You meet someone, and there is attraction Again, you know, this is regardless of gender, regardless of sexual orientation, regardless of anything, regardless of age, of cultural background, of religion. You meet someone and there's like something happening and it's a weird vibration and you are drawn, you are magnetized to this person, right? You are attracted in some way. Now, if, you know, you your gender's, you know, if your gender preferences kind of dovetail together, right? You know, like if, if you are homosexual and this other person is too, maybe you think it's romantic sexual attraction. Or same thing with heterosexual man and woman, whatever. Um, you, you might think it's attraction at the beginning, and that might un unfold and not be true. That might unwind itself. It might just be like, I need to know you. Like, I need to have you in my sphere. And you know, there's something that you need to do together, and you have a sense of that. Maybe not both people, but definitely you, right, the person I'm talking to. <laughs> so these people have this profound impact. They seem to fill in a gap sometimes and realize that, you know, like, like a, this kind of corny thing that might actually kind of fit a little bit with their Survivor song, you know, that I was whistling and artfully reciting the lyrics as if poetry... Well, it is poetry, but uh, at the beginning of the show, uh, the idea that somebody can complete you, make you whole. Well, a bunch of different people can show you a thing about you. And some of them can show you four or five or ten things. That's great. But it's a bunch of different people can show you you, can reveal to you what is already true about you, but you either hide, disown, are shamed by, you attempt to shelve it or attempt to divorce yourself from the element or the, the, the process of yourself, this part of yourself. This is one of the big reasons why people don't know how to break up when they need to. <laughs> because we bring things out in each other and we think, oh, that other person has to do with this. This, this you know... This is that other person, and that's, you know, well, actually, if we, and if we cling to a relationship or if we long for one that's ended, that, that fits his profile, we, um, 
we don't understand that the person brought something out of us that we need to own. So it's one of the secrets. I'm sharing with you the secrets of this whole this whole business. So a great strategy to work with is, you know, if you're if you're you know in a relationship now and you're kind of know you need to get out of it, or if it's a lo- you know longing for a past relationship or something, even one where you say, "Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that's done." Like, "Oh, I would never go back to that." But part of you goes, "Oh, I wish I could go back to that." Kind of especially in that case, or if it's something that you long for earnestly, all of you, all parts of you, ask yourself who you got to be or who you get to be with that person. Essentially, what trait, what element of your personality comes out? Because the chemistry with the other person brings it out. But once it's brought out, your job is to own it, (laughs) be it, incorporate it, internalize it. And then, um, you know, you either have the relationship still or it goes away magically because you've learned the lesson. I have a couple of examples of this. When 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 I became aware of all this, I was... I guess you could say grieving the end of a relationship that I thought would go on. And we were together for about a year. And it was definitely one of these things where as soon as I saw her from across a tiny crowded studio in Venice, California, like a studio apartment, little guest house thing. It was a crowded room, but there were like 20 people, but it was very crowded. It was a very tiny place. <laughs> When I saw her across this crowded, tiny room, I um, I actually reached out with my heart and asked her to come over and talk to me. I knew that I needed to talk to her, and it was totally kind of a, it was totally a karmic thing. And um, we were together for a year, and after that was done, I it was really hard for me to let go of her, and I and I did some really serious, I guess you might call it soul searching or whatever. And uh, I guess I should rethink how that phrase works, too. Um, Anyway, but I realized, I asked myself this question, well, who did I get to be in that relationship? And there was a level of sensuality that she naturally brought out of me, but then I had to own it. So I was able to actually let go of that relationship. It took me a couple years, honestly, Pluto, Venus, Libra in the 12th, took me a couple years (laughs) But I did it with, uh, you know, directly by owning my own sensuality because she was a symbol of that for me, right? Because she naturally brought it out and that's something that I had not connected with prior to being with her in a very deep way. I had not connected in a very deep way with that part of myself. So then... uh, and now the person I'm with now brings out my different sides of me, but a great deal of my playful side. And sometimes it's absurd, silly, childish stuff, but more often than not, it's um, astute, clever humor. Sometimes it is stupid word games and puns and stupid voices, but sometimes it's really funny. We just went to a, a her office Christmas party holiday celebration group dealio 
thing last night. And I didn't... I actually felt really freaked out because I didn't realize people would be there. I don't know. I was in a weird Neptunian space, and we had it on the calendar, and I knew she was excited about having me meet certain co-workers of hers I hadn't met before and sitting down and talking and all this stuff. And uh, when we got there, I was oh, everyone was like talking to me and touching, like, shaking my hand, but part of me was like, why are they touching me? And I was just kind of freaked out in this weird Neptunian way. I was kind of high all night, though I have not uh, consumed anything. But anyway, after I kind of relaxed out of that the humor was coming out like crazy and i realized it's uh it's our chemistry it's like it's like i i see my girlfriend and i want to make her laugh so i you know allow that part of myself to be real so uh you know there are all these examples of different things people bring out of us now i now it's my job not to not to let that rest with her not to make her responsible for that part of me, meaning if, if someday we are not together or if we spend you know some time apart, if one of us is traveling or something, that part of me will not be as stimulated on a day-to-day basis, you know, day-to-day, week-to-week basis. And I have to own it. I have to make that happen for myself and own that and let other people see it because now I have the experience of owning it. I mean, I have the experience of having it be front and center all the time. So if I don't own it, it's just a choice. So anyway, so uh, that takes me to the second break. This is The Soul's Journey. My name is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. Stick with me. I'll be right back. You've heard Tom Jacobs, the host of CTR's The Soul's Journey, share insightful perspectives on astrology and spirituality, providing useful tools to help you make life better. Each month, Tom saves his most in-depth analyses for subscribers to his monthly service. Subscribers to tdjacobs.com receive a user's manual for each month when the sun changes sign. The sun's time in that sign, ingresses retrogrades, major aspect patterns, and new and full moons are covered in depth and help you make the most of the present moment. A channeled meditation and a monthly call to pick Tom's brain are included, as are a number of perks, exclusive materials, and savings on his classes and products. Read more and sign up monthly or yearly at tdjacobs.com. Need help getting grounded? What about cleaning up and improving your relationships with your body, money, and others? Energy worker and channel Tom Jacobs infuses crystals with the supportive, clarifying, and empowering energies of Archangel Metatron and Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin. Charged Tiger Iron powerfully engages your first, second, and third chakras, while Charged Red Jasper activates Chakra 2. Users report improved sleep, deepen meditation, increased trust of their bodies, intuition, and spirit guides, better boundaries, and heightened confidence to follow their passions. Included with each charged piece are channeled resources and ongoing support from Tom Jacobs. Get your Charged Crystal at tdjacobs.com. Hey, welcome back to The Soul's Journey. It's Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. 
This show is about karma mates, important people who have a deep impact on us and how to understand karma we have with them. So primarily, they get us to see what we believe about ourselves. You know, they get us to see what we don't own. Right? They bring things out of us. They may even challenge what we hide, challenge us to bring out what we hide, challenge us to face what we fear. I've had that in a number of relationships, and it's really hard, but it's, it's great. It's fantastic. Oh, I say that now. When I'm in the, in the middle of it, I'm dreading it, but it's, it's good. Okay. So another layer, um, you know, your own beliefs is the first layer. The second layer is beliefs between people. And when you meet somebody that you have a prior life or an other life relationship with, this is a major thing to work through. There is a perception in those cases of energetic credit and debt energetic credit and debt, but the perception of it, you didn't love me the right way when you were my mommy, <laughs> right? Um, when I was your husband, I, I cheated on you, I was, in, I was not uh, faithful, and I feel guilty, so I owe you something, right? All these dynamics that occur between people and the things that seem to go wrong or do go wrong, and the perception of credit and debt. You owe me half of the income from that business that we had together, right? This, these things can be held across time. Not that you're carrying a grudge, but the perception of energetic credit and debt. The flow between you is not healthy. So you meet somebody and you have a sense of knowing each other. And right away, the sensation or the, the uh, sense might be you have um, something to do together. Well, I guarantee you it's a resolution of credit and debt. The resolution of energetic, which is emotional, credit and debt, which is love. Money and attention are, or money and uh, possessions and resources are proxies for love, which are all about energy flow. You know, So that's why I say energetic credit and debt. All kinds of things can be uh, felt like they are owed to, you know, or by somebody. So there's something to be resolved. So the karma you have between you are beliefs about what each person owes the other one. And it's possible that one person has no such beliefs concerning the other, but that second person has tons of things, like you owe me this, or you didn't love me the right way, or you didn't do this. Now, if you're together long enough, it will come out through your expectations of the other person. But in the beginning of, and I'm talking about even friendships. You know, I have a, actually have a friend here in Tucson who's a, we, we have, I'm sure there are several different lives, but one of them we have together is as brothers. And there's a definite trust issue. And he's, you know, one of my closest friends here in Tucson. I'm, I'm the same for him. And, I, you know, I have this thing where I'm not sure if I can trust him. And we know we know it's about that. We know it's about some past life thing. And actually, he was in my um, he was in the little guest house I rented several years ago, and it was, I was you know mostly it was kind of messy, and I was embarrassed about it. And so I had these little French doors between the half of it, and I had closed off the bedroom. Well, he's tall, and he was looking over them, and I had asked him not to. <laughs> he was in my house for a minute, and I was incensed. And it was you know, and then he said to me when I saw him a few weeks later, he said, uh, you know, I think that uh, um in some life where we're brothers, I'm like, we share a bedroom and I'm always messing in your stuff. 
And I was like, that's totally, you know, that's, that's gotta be it. That's totally it. And so, you know, we've been working with that, but you know, anyway, so, so, when, but when you first meet somebody, there's this magic and you don't know what the issue is. You might even meet somebody who three weeks later completely turns you off or scares you, or you're not sure if you should be suspicious or fearful of that person. But when you first met, there's magic. Because there's some kind of recognition that spans across time because it's this visceral, uh, vibratory state of connective, connection, you know, connection. So anyway, that's so some stuff, some ideas I'm just offering you about the karma between people. There's something to be resolved. Now, some people will have a 30, 40, 50 year relationship with, you know, they have something to resolve with each other. But other people will meet under dating scenarios or... Even like if you have something unresolved about a sexual relationship in one life, it might come up in a professional or friendship or family relationship in another life. That's a key to really understand. It's it, that's actually deserves a whole other show. Is kind of how these crossover things happen. How these crossovers happen. Uh, that same that same friend I just mentioned, uh, this other life uh, brother, he told me um, that this this woman he was dating who was. Um, he, he sometimes dates women who are a little uh, older older than he is, like a few years, even 10, 15 years. And uh, he's got a very strong Saturn energy, so that's like part of his deal, <laughs> his older people. And um, he told me one time he was talking to this, this woman, and, and um, I, maybe when they, were, when they were making love, he had this memory, like during, he had this memory of like her being his mother. And when he told me that, I have I don't know I don't I don't think I was very grounded that that week or that month, but that made me very uncomfortable because that didn't bother him. <laughs> but I get it. I mean, I've you know before and since I've you know I I get that kind of stuff. But uh, um oh and actually I had one oh my god I had one the other like last week. So I go so I just joined this gym. I think I talked about it last week, and it's like a three and a half four minute walk from my home, which is fantastic, <laughs> and. uh so I, 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 late one night, I decided to swim in the pool, which is outside under the stars. It was gorgeous. And um, I know that the pool on one end is, um, um, it's like three feet, four feet. And the other end, it's like nine feet, right? There's a little, there's a little swoop or grade or whatever. And I haven't been swimming in quite a long time. So I've done like jacuzzi kind of thing and and we actually lived in a house a couple years ago that had a little teeny pool and that was fine but this pool when i was swimming the first lap right toward the deep end i could feel more water under me than there was a moment ago and i and i freaked out and and i hightailed it back to the other end and got out dried myself off and went home it was the most surreal experience because i freaked out in water which i've never had that problem before and i came and the next day i told uh I told my girlfriend about it, and she said, "Oh, well, you know, I keep telling you that I have this memory of, of, uh, of us having a life together, where you're my infant, uh, and we're, we live in China next near this river, and you drown in this river, and I lose you. So I have this thing about nurturing you, and you know, you have this thing about needing safety." And you know, I was like, "Oh my, I'd forgotten that we had talked about this." And um, and so anyway, so that that kind of thing, where I don't think about that, you know during intimacy. I don't think about that in general, but these dynamics carry over across time. And one important thing is to realize, to keep your head straight about it, 
because it can be kind of overwhelming. You are not those people, but those situations are part of your emotional dynamic now in some way. Um, anyway, so we all have it. All kinds of different relationships. Like with my sister, I think we're business rivals and we hate each other in some life. And now we kind of have developed, you know, a, a good rapport, but it's like it's been, it's been sometimes it's really rocky and we just don't get each other. You know, we just and just even astrologically, we have our our fixed uh, fixed house, fixed sign, sun square each other and our moons square each other. So we have this like, automatic setup of the lights and like like tension. Um, and I have this sense of being rivals with her. And and I have the sense in my head of always criticizing her. I don't do that. I'm not criticizing my sister. But I have this part of me seems to want to or seems to feel that's appropriate or timely. And I don't do it, but it's like part of the thing in there. Anyway, we're all doing that with each other. The things we have to resolve with each other. And essentially, it's about loving people in the right way. It's about, did you love me in the right way? Or did I love you in the right way? It's all about that. All that stuff can be boiled down to that. So if you're in a relationship now, uh, think about what dynamics frustrate you, what you're trying to get that you can't get, or what the other person's trying to get from you that he or she can't get. And if you're thinking about a past relationship, think about who you got to be in that relationship. Think about the quality of experience. And just kind of, you know, feel into this and play with this. And I, I want you to reframe how you conceive of your relationships so that you're not stuck in the uh, ethos of 80s power ballads that essentially say, um, you complete me. <laughs> and uh, I can't make it without you. And, uh, oh, this is, this is what it was. Um, for, a, for several weeks, maybe three, three and a half weeks, this song, like this particular part of even that part that I whistled and uh, uh, read the lyrics for. Now I look into your eyes, I can see forever. That's what the emphasis, and I was like, oh my God, that is that is terrible. And I, and I said to my girlfriend, if I <laughs> look into your eyes and I say that I can see forever, slap me, wake me up from it, like snap me out of that crap. <laughs> I can see forever. Um. <laughs> Anyway, I had a good time with the whistling. I had a good time doing that. Thanks for playing along. You didn't really have a choice. You didn't know. You were ambushed, but it's okay. Um, yeah, so um, astrologically, I want to talk a little about synastry and composite stuff regarding uh, karma, karma mates, other lives together. The first thing to say is that you cannot see in a chart if you know somebody in another life. Flat out, period. End of story. You cannot. The charts show energy dynamics. They don't show soul contracts. They show what kinds of things you're broadcasting that, that your soul says you need help with, you need to be challenged by and supported with, and you need to learn how to have drawn out of you. But it's absolutely not true that you can look at a chart and see if you have a past life connection. So your south node and somebody else's planet, not true, not applicable. The only way to discern this is the quality of experience. So if you meet somebody and that person's moon is on your south node and you're like, yeah, I mean, yeah, she's nice then, you know, that's different from, oh, I feel like we've known each other forever. The quality of your experience 
is everything. It doesn't mean it's always positive either. Like I, I had somebody who I felt was crushing on me with her Venus on my south node, and it, it often happens that when somebody has their Venus on my south node, I get really turned off because they, my south node's in Cancer, and they're like whiny. They want something, and I'm like, I'm not giving that. I'm not giving anything to you. you know, it's kind of like this automatic thing of like, don't try to suck me dry because you're insecure. Forget it. Anyway, it's ironic because my girlfriend has her Venus on my south node, but she is much more responsible about it than anybody I've ever met before about her Venus, and she's she's not whiny. But anyway, um, yeah, there was a woman who had that, and it's like, you know, she was drawn to me, and I was repelled by her. That counts. <laughs> that counts as a, as a connection. It doesn't mean it has to be wonderful and magical and promise, uh, you know, each person being completed. But there is a vibration there. There is a dynamic there. And it's not just attraction. It's this pull that seems significant and that in fact alters your consciousness like you're not quite yourself because a part of you from another life is now activated therefore present drawn to the surface like this person's number has been called at the deli front of the line and you feel taken over sometimes but you know you're you but anyway a little altered consciousness this is a hallmark of meeting somebody that you know in another time because multiple parts of your personality, your consciousness, not your personality, your consciousness are being activated. And what that means is that your multidimensional self is awake. If it's just your brain, great. That's nothing spectacular. But if your multidimensional self, if more than one part of you on the timeline is activated at once, you'll feel it. You'll feel a little drugged or woozy or high or something like that. So when you meet somebody like that, you may know that you want nothing to do with this person. In that case, you don't have to be together or have an ongoing relationship of any kind. If you can recognize what comes up in you about that person or in relation to that person. Man, there's a, there's a lot about this uh, to go into. Maybe I'll do some more future shows about this. I know that, you, I know that you're interested. I know that listeners are uh, interested in all this stuff. And uh, uh, yeah, so there's a lot. But, but regarding astrology, I will say a couple things that when you find people who have these kinds of connections and they know that they're connected, look at the nodal situation, aspects to the nodes in South Node Ruler and also Pluto. And you'll get a great idea of the chemistry between people and, and what they're there to learn about. You know, I will do more on this. I'll do synastry and cover composite stuff to look for karmic relationships. Or, you know, given or if the quality of relationship is karmic, is too important to ignore, undeniable, unavoidable, that kind of thing, then uh, how to work with the charts. I'll do, I'll do a little of that. We're coming up on the end, uh, the end of the show here. So I want to encourage you to um, subscribe to the podcast in iTunes if you're coming across this. You can also uh, get this in uh, Stitcher and Player FM, uh, The Soul's Journey, uh, with my name here. And uh, you can subscribe to the archive through tdjacobs.com, and that archive is included as a free perk for all of my monthly subscribers. Um, and uh, that's the user's manual every month of about almost two hours of original material on how to understand and actually work with the major uh, events of the coming month. All that information is there on uh, tdjacobs.com. You can check that out. Also, rate and review this podcast on iTunes. That helps me a lot. Helps me uh, hear from you and helps other people find the podcast who might be interested. And um, uh, 
the last thing is Intuitive Skills Development Class 1 begins Saturday, February 21st for 10 Saturdays. Small group of people, tour of the chakras, tour of your history, empowering, healing, empowering, healing. Thanks a lot for joining me. This is Tom Jacobs. Check out my work and keep up with me at tdjacobs.com. Take care. I'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.